Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast. And today, I hope people who think Hitler was evil hear this. Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope They Hear This podcast. And where I live in Atlanta, Georgia, the pollen count today went up to 6,000, um, which is a lot. If you don't know about pollen counts, like this was one of the highest, I think, the last 10 years or something crazy like that. Um, and if you do not know about or have experienced pollen allergy, just know that you are blessed and very lucky because pollen allergy is kicking my butt today. As you can tell from the nasaliness and congestiveness of my voice. Um, yeah, it's, it's been terrible. I feel like somehow pollen is finding a way to like force its way in through the cracks of my window and, and things like that to attack me right now because I'm inside and I I only went out a couple times today, but I, I'm feeling the full force of, of pollen on me today. So that is today. That is to say, I apologize for the state of my voice. And if you hear brief moments of awkward silence, um, I apologize in advance for that because I am turned away from the mic to try to clear my voice. That is what's happening there. Um, so to jump into today's episode, have you ever thought that Hitler was evil um, without really knowing who he was as a person and without really knowing what his reign was like while he was um, the leader of Germany? Like without really knowing what he did and just having you know, heard from others that, yeah, he, you should think of him as evil. Because if that's the case, um, just know that you're correct. Hitler is evil. Hitler, Hitler was evil. Um, there is no question about that here, there, or anywhere. I'm not trying to convince you otherwise. Um, so I just want to get that out of the way and made crystal clear. Hitler was extremely evil. And I am not in any way, shape, or form trying to defend any of his actions. Um, and the reason why I'm, I'm saying this up front uh, is because when I first pitched this idea to my friends, and, and I, I pitched it to a couple of my friends and my wife, and the reaction was actually kind of surprising. Well, I guess not super surprising, but they were like adamant and very um, animated in the response. All of them said, wow, that's, that seems like a terrible idea. And I, so I kind of made a mistake. I pitched the idea for this episode um, by posing the question, do you think Hitler really was as evil as we think? Like, so it, it kind of made it seem like I was going to argue the fact that Hitler wasn't that evil. So that's probably why they had that kind of a strong reaction. Um, so I understand that. But that strong reaction is actually kind of another reason why I want to talk about this. Because, yes, Hitler is very evil. There is no question, right? Um, and Hitler has left such an indelible mark on, like, human history. So much so that he's ruined his family name Hitler forever. I'm sure, like, if, they, if Hitler had any family with the name Hitler, 
they would have had to change their name after what he did. In fact, in America, I'm sure in many countries, you can't name your child Hitler. Like legally, that is not allowed. Like there is no, not, not that I'm aware of, there is no, any, no form of authority that regulates the naming of human beings. But there is a rule specified to, to say that you cannot name your child Hitler. And this is a world where people like Michael Jackson named their kids Blanket and Gwyneth Paltrow names their kid Apple. Like, so these kind of things happen, right? But naming someone Hitler is not allowed because it, I think part of it is to discourage hate groups and also for the protection of that child, right? Because imagine meeting some kid named Hitler, like that, that kid's going to get bullied like crazy. So Hitler in kind of, for most of the Western world, at least, I can't speak for the Eastern world because although I am from South Korea, I, I didn't grow up there. So I don't, I'm not sure about what um, mainstream culture is like there totally. So in, in regards to Hitler, at least. So most of the Western world is in agreement that Hitler was one of the most evil human beings ever, right? And I, I would tend to agree with that. But... I started thinking about the level of his evilness because I watched, uh, I rewatched one of my favorite Quentin Tarantino movies, um, Inglorious Bastards. If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it because it's great. Uh, but in that movie, that, I mean, if you don't know that movie, it's basically a kind of a, it, it, it's not like any, there's no historical accuracy here. Um, but um, the, basic story is there's a it's, it's like many stories in one but one of the main stories of that movie is there's a group of uh jewish soldiers part of the american army who infiltrate germany um europe and they they go around killing these nazis right so um and and in that movie so hitler obviously has he appears in at least one or two scenes in that movie but when I watched that movie, um, if I were to try to pinpoint who I think, with just within the context of that movie, if I were to try to identify and pinpoint who the most evil person was, I actually wouldn't say that it's Hitler. I would say that it's uh, uh, Christoph Waltz's character, Hans Landa. Like, I would say that that character is probably more evil than Hitler within the context of that movie, okay? And I I questioned myself when I thought that. Like, I said, how could I think that there is a human being who is more evil than the most, most evil person, which is Adolf Hitler, right? And that kind of just got me started thinking on this comparative evilness of, of different types of people out there. And Hitler, if we are to assume, was the most evil person. Then let's start thinking about some of the serial killers out there like like Ted Bundy or Jack the Ripper. Cause I don't it's hard to say who's more evil. Cause they, they were 
definitely ruthless and had no care for like humans and went out there killing not millions but they personally killed i don't know many people i don't know the exact number so i, I wouldn't be comfortable uh, saying any exact number but yeah they they were very evil people too but you're still kind of allowed i mean you're still allowed to name your kid ted right you're still allowed to name your kid jack uh you're I'm pr pretty sure you're allowed to name someone bundy if you were so inclined probably the ripper <laughs> wouldn't be uh against the law to name your child right so these people who were clearly very evil are not down in history as the most evil people and and why is that because i think the main difference and the reason for that is definitely the impact right they had hitler's evil wasn't just it didn't result in the death of just a dozen people but it resulted in the death of over six million jewish people in europe right so there's a very clear difference in the impact that they had and so how did that happen why did that happen because while ted bundy and jack the ripper presumably acted alone or with a small number of cohorts hitler had the support of an entire nation behind him right so the only thing that catapulted Hitler from just being just another evil human being to the most evil, the, the epitome of human evil in all of history was the fact that his evil will and deeds were supported and helped by an entire nation with pretty much global reach. And so let me get to the real reason and the reason why the real reason for this episode and the reason why I think this is important to talk about it's to understand how Hitler came to power because that's that's basically what made him so evil and what allowed his evil to leave a global impact and global mark right and I did some research I did some googling I looked up on Wikipedia I watched some TEDx videos um, so I am not claiming to be any sort of uh, historian or expert on the topic of Hitler, but from what I've seen and read um, during my like hour-long research period, there were, I think, three main points for me that I think were pivotal in bringing or allowing Hitler to rise to power. And it kind of shocked me because these four things I don't think are that rare, very rare. It's not like there were some crazy circumstances that can only happen in one in a million times that created this unique situation where someone like evil like Hitler was able to gain power. Because I don't think that's the case. I think the circumstances of it are, are pretty common. Um, so, yeah, the, the four things I think four reasons four big reasons um hitler was able to rise to power is one he was a very good speaker um i cannot say this firsthand um i'm i'm told and led to believe that he's a great speaker but i don't know uh i can't say that i know for a fact because i don't speak german nor do i understand it so 
Yeah. But apparently, he was very convincing in his speech. Um, he was very eloquent. And he was able to galvanize people. Um, and yeah, a lot of people liked him because he spoke so well. Second, he was part of a very depressed country. Um, economically, they were like ruined. And more like the, the morality, the morals of the country were very low. They were more, I'm sorry, morale. The morale of the country was very low. And it was because it was post-World War I. Um, the international community alleged that Germany started the war and he was at fault. And the only reason why I say that it's alleged is because, you know, I wasn't there. And all I, I can only know from what I've been taught throughout my life and from what I read. I didn't do a whole lot of research on World War I, so I, I don't know. But um, the, Germany basically took the blame for having started World War I. So um, a lot of um, laws and restrictions were imposed on them. Like they had limitations on how much their military can, can grow and, and things like that. Um, and they also needed to pay reparations for damage they caused to other, other countries. And also the, um, the Great Depression, the, the stock market crash in the 40s in America also had a ripple effect to to Germany. Um, so Germany, in terms of its economy, was like rock bottom. And third, Germany had a convenient scapegoat because imagine during this time of desperation and depression and economic turmoil, there is an identifiable people group that is doing well economically. And those are the Jewish people, right? So I, again, then with this part, I don't know if that's actually true. I don't know if they were Jewish people were doing well economically, but um, I'm assuming they were because people agreed that, yeah, they are doing so well, but we're doing so bad. What's like, what's wrong with that? Like what's, what's happening here? How come they're doing so well, but the entire country is doing terribly, right? So it's very easy for Hitler to just say, hey, they're doing this well because they're taking away from you somehow, right? So there was a convenient scapegoat, right? And lastly, the fourth thing is there was a power struggle. There were two opposing forces, two, like there were different parties um, trying to gain power and there's, there's just a power struggle there, right? So those four things culminated in uh, Hitler coming to power and being allowed to enact his evil will and he was able to convince like armies to say to to agree with him and go out and kill people just because of their ethnicity right so i want you to reflect on those four things i talked about real quick does it ring any bells does it sounds relatable relatable at all because i think that um those four things happening is definitely not something that's far-fetched nor uncommon. I mean, because if, if you're American, you don't really have to look any further than our own government, right? Um, it's, I don't think we're, I don't think finding someone who's a good speaker is very difficult, right? Like Obama, president, former President Obama, I think was a great speaker. Like he, he spoke very well, he was very articulate. 
Um, and like being in finding desperate people is also not that uncommon. Like ever since the 2008 recession, there are still like large groups of people in America who haven't recovered economically. And having a convenient scapegoat, let's think about that. I mean, America has had a scapegoat for everything, right? Whether it was Muslims, whether it's China taking away all our manufacturing, whether it's the illegal immigrants. Uh, back in the day, it was like Russia. Like there's always, I mean, even now it's Russia. Um, there's always scapegoats that people can pin bad things on and say, that's the reason why we're doing bad. And power struggle, that's always existed since humanity, I think. Um, so for the conditions in which Hitler rose to power to present itself is not very unique or uncommon. And I have to mention this because I know people are already thinking, wow, there are a lot of parallels between Trump and Hitler. Because Trump, I mean, Hitler was a very fear-mongering guy, right? Because Hitler, what he basically did is he said, hey, you guys are doing bad. It's because of these Jews. It's because these Jewish people are are crafty and they're taking away what could be yours. And if you entrust me with power, I can take it back for you. I can help you get back up on your feet. I can uh, bring Germany back to its former glory. Um, I can save all your lives. I, I will be the savior of Germany. And with Trump, he kind of did something similar, right? His whole like campaign slogan was make America great again. Hey, I know you guys are depressed. I know the 2018 recession wrecked you guys. I know that economically a lot of you aren't doing that well. Um, and it's because of these illegal immigrants. It's, it's because of the Muslims. It's because China is taking away all your manufacturing. Um, but I can bring it all back. I, can, I will be your savior. I can give back your livelihood. So there are some parallels there, um, but I'm I'm not gonna say that Trump is as evil as Hitler, even though some of you might think that. I'm not here to say that because uh, Trump hasn't killed millions of people yet. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I'm not here to say that there's. I'm not here to say that Trump is the next Hitler, anything like that. All I'm saying in making this comparison is the fact that um, it's very easy to bring people in desperate situations to make moral and ethical compromises. I actually talk about this in one of my earlier uh, podcast episodes called uh, I Hope Trump Haters Hear This. If you haven't heard that, um, yeah, I encourage you to go listen to that. It might, be, it might give you a more rounded uh, perspective on this. So we are living in a situation where the conditions for bringing someone who might be ethically and morally compromised. And I feel like a lot of people out there would argue that it happened in Trump. In the election of Trump, we let our desperation um, allow us to put someone in power who promised to bring us out of our desperation. and that's as much as I'm going to talk about. I, I'm not taking any political stance here. I'm not saying Trump is evil. I'm not saying he's not evil. 
what I'm saying again is just making a comparison to show how easy for the how easy it is for the situation to arise. And so, as people in a democratic country, um, sorry, I'm, I'm just assuming that most of you guys are in America, um, but and I'm, I'm assuming that most of you, even if you're not in America, you're part of a democratic country. Um, for those of us in a democratic country, it is up to us to make sure that the next Hitler isn't given power, right? Because like I spelled out the situ the conditions for putting maniacs into power, um, they're not that uncommon. The only thing keeping crazy people from enacting their crazy will is the people who refuse to give them the power to do so. And it's important to know why Hitler, how Hitler rose to power. And I went through it really briefly in a very small, like a very small nutshell version. So I encourage you to go out and read up on it on your own um, so that you're f more fully uh, informed on the situation. But yeah, if, if Hitler rose to power in that certain way, we need to know about it so that when those same circumstances uh, happen around us, we can be more aware and be more watchful to make sure that we don't put someone into power who we're going to regret. Um, yeah, because it's really up to us. Uh, I did a, like, I did another podcast called, I hope consumers hear this, where I talk about um, the power that people have as people who spend money. Um, so that's one part of it. But um, obviously, as people who can vote and who can kind of decide who gets put into power or not, we we have to be really careful, right? We can't just blindly say, oh, this person promised to make my life better. So let me throw that person into power. Because... That's what I'm, I'm sure that's what a lot of people who supported the Nazi party were thinking, right? I can't, I refuse to believe that there was such a big population of truly evil people in Germany that allowed Hitler to take power. Because I think they acted out of desperation. I think um, their lives being in danger was really the big, probably the biggest uh, motivating factor for them to like stick to this guy who, who spoke really well and who seemed very charismatic and promised to make my life better. It's I'm sure these people clung to him because of the state that their lives are in. Right. So I don't think it takes just evil people to put evil people into power. I think good people in desperate situations can potentially put evil people into like the role of president or chancellor or whatever. And they will and I think desperate people are more willing to turn their eye, turn their head to truly atrocious things happening because you know sometimes means just or ends justify the means right 
So if you weren't listening to anything I said up until this point, this is the point where I ask you to snap back to reality um, and pay attention for like the next five minutes because everything I said, it's it's really just a plea. It's, I'm, I'm asking you guys as listeners, as um, people who are either eligible to vote or will be eligible to vote to make sure that you understand the darkest parts of our history and how good people allowed evil men or women to commit atrocities. Because um, as the saying goes, if you don't, if you forget your history, you're doomed to re- repeat it. Right. So, yeah, this entire episode, I don't know if it was controversial or not. I don't know if, if what I said was um, correct, what I said made sense, but it does to me. And what I really want to make sure people kind of think about is um, we are all responsible. I know Hitler is the one who was pegged as the evil person, but the, as far as I'm concerned, anyone who had any part in him gaining power is, is at fault as well. Anyone who didn't stand up to what he did after he got power is at fault as well. And, and that's why, like, members of the Nazi party who weren't caught back in the day, who, are, who like, were able to evade the international authorities and they're like, living out their lives somewhere, like, if they, when they get caught, they still get arrested and, and get charged for uh, committing war crimes, right? So let's be aware that if we take part in enabling evil men, that that smears our legacy as well. That that gives our family names uh, a bad name. It, it drags it through the dirt. So, yeah, that's my plea, f- plea for you guys today. Uh, and, and also a challenge to... Yeah, just make sure to think about these things. Think about how we can learn from the mistakes of our our predecessors and make sure that those same mistakes or maybe worse mistakes um, th- that they don't happen. All right. So, yeah, guys, um, thank you for listening. Um, if you thought that anything I said was wrong, if you don't agree with some of the things I said, please email me at I-T-H-T, I'm sorry, I-H-T-H-T podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you completely agree with what I said and you liked what I said and you resonate with it and yeah, if, if, if everything I said seemed reasonable and logical, please email me at I-H-T-H-T podcast at gmail.com and if you felt like kind of just meh about what I said then please email me at ihthtpodcast at gmail.com basically I want you to email me with any sort of feedback that you have because um, I'm going to be honest I haven't received any emails yet I, I have had people approach me and tell me that they don't agree with something I said or that they did agree with something I said um But I want to know kind of from the broad audience and not just um, people who I see every week 
um, to let me know what, what you guys are thinking. Because I want to grow as a human being too. I want to know um, if I have any, I'm sure I have a lot of blind sides. So, or blind points, blind sides. Uh, the word is escaping me. But I'm sure there are parts of my arguments and the way that I'm thinking that's wrong um, or unreasonable or in in compassionate uncompassionate um anyways yeah i'm sure that there can be things that i can fix about myself so please let me know um please send me that feedback because i, I really want to know and i want to like i said grow as a, as a person um yeah so i also recently created a instagram for the podcast um you can follow it. If you don't want to, you don't have to. It's really just a place for me to catalog um, the episodes I do with guests so like I can like you know take photos and you know just have it for my own own records. But I will be updating um, when I have cool episodes with cool guests on it and stuff. So um, yeah, if you want to follow that, go ahead and follow it. Uh, I won't tell you what the name of it is because. It should be very easy to find if you just use your head a little bit. So, so homework for you <laughs> if you if you want to follow my uh, Instagram. And and yeah, I think that's that's it. Oh, um, I will tell you guys one thing. Uh, if you don't see a episode published next Saturday, um, it's not because you know I dropped the ball or I. Um, I don't know, something happened to me or anything like that. It's because I'm, I'm out of the country. So um, depending on my schedule in the next like three or four days, if I have time the, and the availability to um, record an episode, I, I will do it and I will publish it. Um, but if you don't see an episode, it's because I'm out of the country. You know what? Actually, I might just do an international one. Just record it in Korea and... I don't know, maybe interview my brother or something. Nah, but I won't have, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still thinking about it. We'll see. So, but yeah, that all that to say, if you don't see an episode next week, don't worry. It's not because I stopped doing the podcast or, or like something bad happened to me or anything like that. It's just because I am unavailable. And yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, I know that, these episodes I do by myself aren't as engaging and interesting as the ones I have with my guests. No one's told me that, but I know because I'm more engaged and I'm more interested in the episodes where I have guests. So um, I actually have a few guests lined up who, and I'm actually very excited for one. And I think um, you'll really appreciate that episode. Some of you might actually have negative feelings about that episode I'm about to do. Um, but scheduling hasn't worked out well with this particular guest. So I, I hesitate to um, expose too much about what it is. But just, yeah, be on the lookout for for that. And yeah, I'm excited about that. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for the support. And I will talk to you guys maybe next week. Maybe not. But definitely the week after that. All right. Bye, guys.